Hi everyone and welcome back to Debatable, the podcast breaking down controversial topics and the big issues of the moment. This episode hones in on one of my pet topics, the media. Over the weekend, Kevin Rudd launched a petition asking for a royal commission to investigate media ownership in Australia. He called out News Corp in particular as controlling way too much of the Australian media landscape and putting our democracy at risk. There was a huge amount of interest in this story on our Instagram account. Please go follow if you don't already. So I'm going to talk you through an explainer of this whole issue. If you'd prefer to read or you want to check out any of the sources I've used in researching this, you can get an article version of this episode on zp.com.au and I will put the link in the show notes. There is a lot to get your head around in this one story, concentration of media ownership in this country, Rupert Murdoch's reputation and influence, the role of government, and another huge challenge facing the media in Facebook and Google. But let's start with something straightforward. What is Kevin Rudd's petition actually asking for? So he's calling for a royal commission, which is essentially an independent investigation into the factors threatening media diversity that would be conducted by the government and ultimately would make some policy recommendations to achieve what Rudd calls optimal diversity across all platforms. While News Corp and the Murdoch media is one of Rudd's biggest concerns, and it is worth noting that this is not the first time that he has raised the issue of the Murdoch media, but News Corp would not be the sole focus of a commission. So the entire industry would be looked at and Nine Entertainment Co. would also be of particular interest because it also owns a lot of media outlets across print, digital, TV and radio. Basically, that is everything. Those are all of the mediums. As for whether a royal commission is likely to happen, most experts are saying it won't happen. And for what it's worth, I also don't think that this is going to happen. Um, Australia does not have a threshold or a number of signatures that a petition needs to the government to be forced to deal with it. Basically, it's completely other, up to the government whether they want to address the issue or not. Um, so I don't think it's going to happen. But the issues being raised are absolutely worth considering. And, you know, it is possible that Kevin Rudd knows that this isn't really going to a Royal Commission and is just wanting to raise awareness again and get the public engaged in this topic so they can make more informed choices. And perhaps that's why he's decided to go down a petition route. So if public engagement is the real goal, then we need to understand why media ownership is a problem in Australia. And there are really two things to know about this. First, media ownership diversity is crucial to any democracy because the media is really the main way that the public gets information about the government, good or bad. So if you think about how you get information about anything that's not happening in your immediate circle, high on that list will be some form of media. As I've said many times before, every media business will have a level of bias and that is perfectly normal, but it is important for the public to have access to a, a range of diverse views on the actions of the government in particular so that they can better decide what they will and won't accept from their elected officials. And number two, Australia has one of the most concentrated media landscapes in the world which essentially translates to a small number of companies owning the majority of media titles and the majority of media outlets. While it might seem like we have a wide range of news outlets to choose from, most of that choice is actually just provided by two corporations. 
News Corp Australia, which is part of Rupert Murdoch's global News Corp empire, and Nine Entertainment Co., which bought Fairfax Media in 2018. Competition in any industry is good for consumers, but it's perhaps the most important for news media because that, again, is the public's main source of information. And when there are only two players really providing this information, the impacts are very stark. So on one hand, these businesses, which are for-profit businesses at the end of the day, they can attempt to sway public opinion for or against the things that will benefit those businesses by how they cover it. So an example of this is Rudd's allegation, and I do want to stress that it is an allegation. There is really no way to prove whether or not this is true. But he believes that the News Corp titles campaigned really heavily against him in the 2013 election in order to kill off the NBN. He says that Murdoch was trying to protect Foxtel, which News Corp owns, as a better internet would open the door wide open for Netflix and the other streaming platforms to come in and change the game. Now, like I said, there's no way of knowing whether or not that is true. And as we know, the streaming platforms entered Australia anyway. Foxtel sucks anyway. But you can see how that, even in theory, is an example of how this could be a motivating factor for the two companies that control our media. On the other hand, when the media is controlled by just two key players, there is less accountability for government because it's easier for politicians to keep the media on their side if they only have to manage high-level relationships with two companies. It's much easier to manage that with two companies than it is with five or seven or 13. And that applies to any political party, by the way, not just the current government and not just the Liberal Party. Like I've said, loads of times, all news publishers will have some degree of political affiliation and connection. After all, they report on politics day in and day out. But the problem is inflated by the fact that both News Corp, Australia and Nine have strong leadership ties to the Liberal Party and a generally conservative view of the country and the world. Rupert Murdoch's personal beliefs and ideologies have been the focus of many feature profiles and I've linked a really great in-depth feature on the monthly in the article on on Zfeed. I think most people understand this really well, so I'm not going to get into it too deeply. But as a very quick reference, his son, James Murdoch, resigned from the board of News Corp in the US last year. And this year, actually, just a few days ago, he gave a statement that sort of provides some context as to why he resigned. And he said, great news organizations should not sow doubt to obscure fact. That speaks for itself. So I feel like that's all I need to say. As for Nine, its chairman is Peter Costello, who is a former Liberal MP and the longest serving Australian treasurer in history. So he was the treasurer under John Howard from 1996 to 2007. So you can see why Rudd and many others are concerned that so much of Australia's news reporting comes from businesses aligned strongly to only one side of politics. Honestly, there isn't really a positive argument to be made for a concentrated media landscape. It's just flat out bad no matter which side has the monopoly. I do want to make sure that point lands really clearly. The problem is not necessarily that these companies have conservative points of view, but that they have the same point of view. Media ownership would still be a problem if it was two huge media corporations caping for the Greens. I mean, that's obviously not happening, but if it was, that would still be bad. As for how concentrated Australia's media ownership is, It is very extreme. Um, News Corp and Nine own basically all of the major metropolitan newspapers in Australia. In regional areas, another company called Australian Community Media dilutes their dominance a little bit 
they have around 160 titles. But in the metro areas, in terms of newspapers, it really is just News and Nine. When it comes to digital news, there is a slightly healthier level of competition. So think uh, Seven News, which is owned by Seven West Media, The Guardian, The Saturday Paper, Crikey, Daily Mail Australia, Junkie, Vice, The New Daily, and of course, government-funded ABC and partially government-funded SBS. I'll circle back to all of this in a little bit when when I get to what I think is going to happen. To really understand what the Australian media ownership Um, situation looks like. There is a list of the media businesses of News Corp and Nine in the article on Z feed. And I I also shared a thread for Twitter where someone had listed every media business owned just by news. I shared that on Z feed's Instagram and it is just, it is staggering really. Like it's just to really understand that picture. I think you just need to look at the list to kind of gauge the scope of what we're really talking about here. And again, to be clear, Regardless of the political ideology, it is still bad that the overwhelming majority of news outlets are controlled by two corporations, just two. Now, one of the awesome ZFeed followers on Instagram asked whether there were any laws to stop this happening, and there were, but they were repealed in 2017. One was a law stopping any one company from holding more than two out of three types of media in one region, so TV, print or radio. The other law was prohibiting any one TV broadcaster from reaching more than 75% of the population. On the face of it, this might seem outrageous and like it could only be a bad thing to remove those laws, but as many of these things are, it's not that simple. So the laws were actually removed in an effort to help the media industry, which has been incredibly destabilized by the rise of the internet over the past decade and a bit. It's not a secret that newspapers, TV broadcasters, and more recently digital publishers as well have been struggling to make enough money to be profitable, to even remain functioning and open. Um, It has been a terrible, it's been a terrible ride, a very turbulent and a very uncomfortable ride in media. The decision to remove these laws basically saved Fairfax Media by allowing it to merge um, slash be bought, depending on which way you look at it, by Nine. So Fairfax owned Sydney Morning Herald and The Age and had a really long legacy of political independence. As Nine already had TV and radio stations, they would not have been able to buy Fairfax and its newspaper titles under that old two out of three law. So it basically boiled down to, do we let Nine buy them? and keep those brands alive? Or do we keep the laws and the brands will die anyway? In Nine's favour, they did promise to maintain the editorial independence of the Fairfax brands, and that probably went a really long way in helping them kind of like seal the deal on this one. So even though this decision definitely contributed to increased concentration of media, that still would have happened either way if Fairfax was to close. Either way, Nine and News were going to lose a competitor. So in this case, the choice was to keep those legacy news brands alive. Technically, both companies are on the right side of the law. So where does that leave us and what outcome might we end up with? This is where I'm going to deviate from the written article a little bit and and speculate on what I think might happen because the reality is, as we've said, there's probably not going to be a Royal Commission and even if there is, like, what can they do? 
they could potentially ask News Corp and Nine to sell some of the media brands that they own. But, you know, media is not a very lucrative business right now. Um, It's turbulent. It's risky. So who is really going to be interested in buying any of these media brands? These two companies own so much of the landscape that we're probably not talking about selling one newspaper here and one there. It's going to be a big chunk. So to me, it seems quite unlikely that someone is going to want to buy into that. I don't think that's a viable solution. The timing of all of this is really interesting because right now all major Australian news publishers are currently in the negotiation process with Google and Facebook about whether the tech companies should pay a fee for using our news content on their platforms. And a draft version of this agreement is expected to be reached before the end of the year. It's a complicated issue and it technically is a separate issue, but bear with me because I think there is a plausible endpoint for the media ownership problem that kind of relates to this other issue as well. As I was explaining before, the digital news space is more diverse than the print news space. It's not perfect, but it is, it is better. Of the top 10 digital news sites, 50% are owned by the big two players. So two of the sites are owned by news and three are owned by nine. That's based on the August uh, Nielsen rankings, which were the most updated that I could find. But it's generally the same names and the same sites who are in the top 10 anyway, more or less. In terms of audience numbers or reader numbers, I mean, you don't have to be a genius to know that digital news is growing and printed newspapers are declining. Less people are reading newspapers. So the way I see this going is... The government will continue to focus on the digital news space and finding a way for Australian publishers to be compensated by Google and Facebook for digital news being produced. And to me, that's almost a way of focusing on the future of news and the future of journalism as a space that is already more diverse and more balanced than the traditional newspaper world. I think they'll leave the print news world to essentially die its own slow death. Um, A lot of these papers are loss-making anyway. They, They aren't holding up as well, so they are crumbling on their own already. That's not to say that there isn't still a power imbalance in digital news. It's not a perfect solution, but I think it's a somewhat cleaner space in terms of the regulations and the existing laws. Australian media laws are incredibly old and based, as you would imagine, heavily on the print industry. So it could make more sense for the government to look ahead at digital regulation and ensuring a variety of media owners in digital news rather than just trying to dismantle and re-regulate a newspaper world that's falling apart anyway. That's just my take, but as always, nothing is certain. So if you have your own view on what could or should happen with Australian media owners, my DMs are always open, or you can send an email to hey at zfeed.com.au. And if you loved this episode, you can do me a huge favor by subscribing to the podcast, leaving a review or sharing Debatable with a friend. We're trying to change the world one conversation at a time.